I swap my time for money being an accountant. Um, I've always wanted to be an accountant since I was a teenager um, and I enjoy it, but I don't think I enjoy it as much as I enjoy my newfound freedom um, as a person who is organising my life around um, having property and investing in property, to be honest. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Vicky Hines. Hello, and welcome to Property Investor Tales, Tales from the Front Yard, where we get to speak to people across Australia about their property investing journey. My name is Vicky Hines, and I'm one of the coaches of Positive Real Estate, where I help people create wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully will make your journey a little bit easier and will hopefully inspire you along the way too. Today, I have the privilege of chatting with Catherine Lynn, or Cat as she prefers to be called. Cat and her partner, Adam, have been in the mentoring program for 12 years now. And I've asked Cat to come along onto the podcast to share some of the learnings during her journey, but also to share some of the huge personal growth that she has had, which has really contributed to her strong mindset and her success, which is something we often see as a trait in successful investors. Enjoy this conversation between myself and Kat. Hi, Kat. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for coming along to have a chat with me. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your busy day because I know that you are busy being a mum. How many children do you have, Kat? I have two. They're about to be five and three. Wow, five and three. And I know that you shared with me just off air um, that you are quite sleep deprived at the moment, even though your kids are a little bit older. What's going on in your life? Uh, I'm waking them up at night to take them to the toilet because I don't really enjoy having to um, clean sheets every single day. Although my intention for that is still not really working because I'm having to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So you're feeling very sleep deprived, like you have newborns, but you don't. So thank you. Yeah, totally. For coming to (laughs) chat with me, um, you know, in the evening when you could be getting sleep. So obviously, Kat, I've been coaching you for a few years now, and I know quite a bit about you, but people listening to this podcast won't. So would you care to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, professionally, personally, whatever you'd like to share so we get to know Kat? Yep. Okay. So I'm Kat, um, Melbourne born and bred. Uh, Totally love it here. I have a husband and the two kids, which I've mentioned. Um, I swap my time for money being an accountant. Um, I've always wanted to be an accountant since I was a teenager um, and I enjoy it, but I don't think I enjoy it as much as I enjoy my newfound freedom um, as a person who is organising my life around um, having property and investing in property, to be honest. Right. Um, and I ended up having to do that, um, because I, my husband works a high stress job and, um, I manage the house. So I'm a house manager and I do that full time. And, uh, I've taken, uh, a, I suppose a day 
off where uh, the kids are in care, um, but I use that time to look at my property investing and look at um, anything I might need to manage um, with minimal stress and uh, thanks to you know my husband focusing on what he's focusing on um, I am very fortunate to do that so I'm very grateful. <laughs> awesome so you do actively reserve time in your life to dedicate towards managing your portfolio, troubleshooting any challenges, booking in with your coach. What else would consist of that day? What kind of uh, task would you be doing? Um, washing. Would you be calling property managers, that sort of thing? Yeah. So actually my first, uh, the it actually came about taking that day off uh it came about because uh i have just settled my third investment property uh which is in brunswick uh which i don't i don't live too far from uh, it's 10 minutes drive and um the first day that i had where i was yep this is my you know day to focus on house stuff and all the all the tasks that i don't really get to um I spent going and inspecting the property in Brunswick so getting the keys having a look um and making sure you know that I was familiar with that property so if things occurred in that property for tenants um or any repairs uh that needed to occur that I would have you know, a bank of knowledge for what that might entail. And I find that very, very useful. Yeah. Um, and I also, uh, like, you know, on those days that I attend to, like, you know, what I call my life admin, <laughs> um, you know, we'll often get stuck, you know, doing uh, like body corporate committee emails and uh, responding to people's requests um, for repairs and maintenance or having pets um, or, you know, looking through my ownership statements. Um, like it's, there's a very real, uh, you know, trap that you can fall into as a property investor, which is just to be a bit too complacent. Um, mm -hmm. Some of that stuff yeah. and you know going through those statements on the email I realized I got double charged and that was worth 450 bucks to me wow <laughs> so yeah. um you know writing an email uh to get on top of it and say you know what was this um what did it entail um you know can I get an answer and then you know getting one back throughout the week you know, saying, oh, yeah, that was an incorrect double charge or we'll mm. refund you the money. But always were like, you know, just to keep on top of it, not necessarily to write anything back, um, but to like make yourself aware of like the information, um, you know, that is out there. And like, uh, you know, I do enjoy having a look through my Facebook feed with my pre stuff in it as well, because, you know, even just reading the headlines, um, you know, can 
you know, I'll go, oh, yeah, okay, this is happening. Oh, yep, okay, this is happening. Well, you're referring um, you to know. the private Facebook group that we have for our clients. Is that correct? Yes. That's what you're referring yes. to? Yep. yep. So um, everybody within our mentoring community is able to have access to our private page, which is what Kat's referring to, that I know a lot of people feel like they get a lot of um, value, particularly if they are time poor and busy, it can be a really good way to catch up on what's happening in the market and you tell me what what other things pique your interest when you're entering into there. Um, I'm really interested, like when I delve. Sorry, this is a bit off topic, but a bit like you know when I'm delving into my news, I'm also very interested in what drives um, the prices. Mm-hmm. So what's driving? Um, you know, I'm looking for articles, not just in the pre page, but through other news outlets um, about what is driving property prices and, you know, their expectations on, um, you know, where they think property is falling and, uh, you know, or the interest rates might go up or, you know, conversations like that. And it's not necessarily that that is what's happening so it might not be that you know like you might look at an article that says oh you know Melbourne suburbs have dropped whatever in property prices and you might go oh crap I'm a property investor in Melbourne but you have to like look at specifically where those things are happening and why they're happening and what's driving those things and when you do that you can like come back to your coach like I have you and say hey Vicky I've seen this thing so can you tell me like what is actually going on and do I need to be worried about this or do I need to adjust my um, strategy um, around it Um, yeah and and I'm really like trying to get that information so I can plan and be aware of what things might be occurring to not just sit back and go oh yeah it's fine I've got my property and Mm. it's doing this like I'm sure it's fine you know I'll just deal with whatever like hands I get dealt instead of like really being in charge about it so yeah I'm I'm interested in how that stuff's going awesome and look you've just really beautifully demonstrated one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on is because you have always demonstrated that you're willing to go the extra mile with your research I think over the time of being in the program how many years have you and Adam been in the program now 12 years 12 years (laughs) now I obviously didn't know you back then but I've known you for a number of years now and it's always been quite apparent when we've had our coaching sessions together that you are very, you, you, whether you've trained yourself or you're naturally like this, but you're very <laughs> rational and you won't react like a beautiful example you just gave of, you know, the media talking, you know, Melbourne's going to drop X amount. You will, you've trained yourself that you need to look beyond that and not react to that headline and go and do some research, then come and talk to me about what your findings have been. And we can delve that a little bit deeper for you to be able to feel comfortable or at least put together a plan 
with like between you and I as to how you are mm-hmm. going to manage that situation, whether it's you know an interest rate rise, which is obviously a very real thing at the moment, for instance, putting together a plan about how we're going to manage that is um something I've always found that you're very proactive with. And it's because you are you're you're not reactive. You've you've trained yourself well to not be emotionally affected by things like headlines being in this program for 12 years and being in property investing for that long you would have seen every headline under the sun I've no doubt (laughs) and um yeah it's important that skill is something I really wanted to share with other people and for you to elaborate on so um yeah we're going to talk a bit more about that at the moment um so tell me a little bit about your life before positive real estate so 12 years you've been in the program before that, had, what would your experience with property be before then? Uh, it was for rich people. Rich people owned property. Rich people were just the, you know, like you were super, like I was raised by a single parent um, and I was speaking to my friend about this and I was like, you know, I was raised by a single parent who who honestly thought that, pinnacle of like you know the best she could do with her her life was to sit in a job that earned her 60 grand and so you know maybe back then it would have been like the pinnacle for her um you know that's what she aimed for but she's never like adjusted that as she's you know gotten older um and I suppose you know, that kind of mindset really rubbed off on me um, before I started this journey. And to be honest, Adam, my husband, um, was the one who introduced me to pre. Um, And he is also um, one of the people who, you know, reminds me about um, not being emotional (laughs) when things happen. And you know, also has taught me to remember that all that, you know, articles are written from a perspective Um, and, you know, that like having that, it's like he is the support for me to do the property investing side. So he, so he's my support to do this and make sure, you know, everything works out for me and then I offer him the same for his role um which is game busters in at the moment I'm so proud of him um and you know I I honestly don't think that without having him I would have made the connection easily myself um to do that Uh, before I had pre I would hoard my money I would just be like nope money is like you know I I need to have it I need to have money but how I would you know have you know how I would get my money is I would get it and I would hold on to it and I would treat it you know like you know there was no way I could ever let it go and um, then we were talking a bit about you know when I first joined I read Sam's book which I don't know if there's any copies floating around how to be in debt for millions and be happy about it yep and that was like epic like you know that you know I really 
realize, wow, there's this whole world out there where all these people have done it and like it's a tried and true formula and now they're all re- they're all ready to help you you know mm. um and it was just this big like realization and you know before I had obviously led such a sheltered um you know existence in regards to how to make wealth and also not being open to you know being wealthy and being successful because mm-hmm. you know my measure of success wasn't you know have three properties and or you know have four or five properties and you know have a million dollar portfolio it was you know work up to a job where you can get 60 grand and you'll be fine Right. So that book really did open your mind up to other stories that you could tell yourself that your your life was about consequently. Yeah. It sounded like it had a big impact on you. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah, it I like um I get told a bit, and I suppose this podcast is like a bit of validation about it, <laughs> that um obviously like the mindset is um you know, really helps other people. Um, my mindset really helps other people, but everyone at pre, all their mindsets have all helped me, you know. Um, like we had Tab early on as a coach and just going through like our goals with her was like it was it was just like this whole world opened up and I was like but how do you know all this and you know and she's like mate we'll share the secrets like that's the whole idea we're here to educate you and then you know it was like it was just amazing I've I've never had an experience with someone at pre where they've said oh no no it's fine like don't worry we'll look after it it's always been let me educate you Mm. in why I can do it this way and um yeah and I really appreciate it I super appreciate it well it's obviously it's a method that works for you and (laughs) I would say if anybody is is coachable that's really the only thing that is required to have a level of success in property and and have someone help you with all the things that you know you've got help with reading the road ahead and getting through the short-term challenges as what there are there always will be in property um but at the end of the day you've got to be coachable and I know that you have been super coachable so hats off to you in that realm um I'd like to ask what your friends and family think about your property investing it's um it's it's an interesting question because I'm I'm not quite sure what they think. I'm not like I haven't until recently called myself a property investor. I've said I've always said, oh, I've got two properties. But I don't normally share it as like a, you know, this is who I am or like this is who this is what I'm about. I will you know, I might share it in that, oh, I'm going through something with one of the properties and blah, blah, blah. Um, whereas probably my immediate 
family, um, I think they might think that they can't do it because they've never asked about, you know, how do you join or how do you do it? You know, it's never seemed like it's within their reach mm -hmm. to um, accomplish that, I suppose, because they've never said, you know, oh, yeah, well, I'd love to, you know, earn an income and not work until I'm 65 too. Um, you know, how do I do that? It's always been, you know, oh, no, I'll, I'll just work until I can get my super out and that'll be fine. Um, and so I'm not sure that they think that they can do it. Maybe, you know, they think that there's something special about me, but they've never, they've never asked. They've never wanted to come along. Um, and maybe they, that's they know, because I haven't. You have shared that, what, what you've done and what you've achieved. Yeah. You've not been, you know, some people choose not to tell family and friends about this stuff, but you have, but you haven't had anybody be even more intrigued to find out the nitty gritty so you don't actually know how they no. feel about it is that right no no and it probably it probably comes from um like my family like labor supporters and not to say that like labor supporters can't be free people because they totally can but i have a feeling it has to do with that like um you know unite against the rich kind of thing and you know that kind of idea that I had as well that property was just for rich people yeah um you know which is totally not the case um you know we went on we went along to mentoring and like um Elaine who was part of free <laughs> I'm not sure where she where she is now um but that was um yeah, like, you know, uh, we went to coffee club or mm -hmm. something like that. And, um, you know, Tab was reminding us, you know, like Elaine's doing deals for like properties that are only 135K. Like, you know, you just have to know where to buy and you have to look at the numbers. Like that's all it's about, mm -hmm. um, which maybe is why it comes a bit naturally to me because I, super love numbers hence the accounting um <laughs> you know and I and I I find them interesting um yeah and so like I I suppose before I was probably like holding back a bit and maybe contributing to like not you know having people interested um but now when I talk about it I'm like you know if I talk about it to random people or you know friends I'm like, oh yeah, we've got, you know, property number, blah, blah, blah. But no one ever like asks unless they're like, oh, I was thinking about doing property. And I'll and I'm always like, well, like just get on, like I'll show you the place that they that you know does it all for us. And you're really like, offering oh, it up, aren't you? <laughs> I I I I honestly it doesn't like it doesn't irritate me that um people don't take it up or don't contact or look into it I suppose the thing that irritates me about it is probably that I want these people to have what I have and may and for whatever reason 
like they're just being held back about it mm-hmm. um yeah which you know because i i want them to have this i mm. want them to you know be successful and to not have to work and you know to do this so that they can have you know awesome time with their kids when I meet people with kids or they retire with like you know some actual money not being on an age pension yeah um you know kind of thing yeah yeah Yeah, I I, that is really why I'd like it I'm like I want people that I love to you Mm. know experience the um you know the support and um sorry trying to think of the words the yeah. success <laughs> and experience success yeah yeah I mean, yeah don't discount the amount of time that you've put into educating yourself being educated and really strengthening your mindset so you can that you have lost the fear that some people just coming in off the bat still have um so I find that you are particularly one to make sure that you're across like you just demonstrated that you're always looking for articles that tell you you know where the market's going and you know all that sort of stuff people um don't always do that and will listen to the Herald Sun or whatever newspaper it might be you might read an article that's just written by you know a journalist with no property whatsoever and choose to follow that headline rather than going delve deeper from the from the experts. And that's something that we're always trying to encourage is check your sources. Where are you getting your facts and data from? Does it stack mm. up? Does it cross-reference to something something else? Um, so let me talk a little bit about your personal growth that you have had over the last 12 years. Um, do you care to share a little bit about some of the stuff that you've worked on in your own time, perhaps not even property related, that you feel has really impacted your mindset? Uh, yeah, so um, probably the thing that like fully impacted my mindset was I did a three-day course, um, a three-day and an evening course that uh, spruit itself is you get what you want for yourself in your life. And I went in thinking, this is what I want. I want, um, actually, it was that I wanted a relationship with Adam because he said to me, anyone that I'm with will have done this course. And I wanted the opportunity of the relationship. I didn't necessarily want the relationship, but I wanted the opportunity. So I went to that course and said, all right, I'm going to go and participate so I can have the opportunity to be with Adam. And then I got a whole bunch of other stuff. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Like um, confidence and, um, you know, looking forward. And um, then I did some courses that they offer after that to also get connection with people, to also get connection with community, um, to learn what's in the way for how you communicate um and then I got up to one that was um about leading people and I got confronted and dropped out um but when I started that last course that I dropped out of um 
they do a part in the course where you state your intention, like what you want to get out of the course. And I said, um, got up and said, I'm going to be married out of this. And this was a very interesting thing because, you know, at the time, Adam was dead against it. No, I don't need to marry you. Um, We're fine the way we are, like all that kind of stuff, right? And I dropped out of the course and then, I don't know, would have been within six months, he asked me. And I was like, yes. (laughs) So didn't even complete the course, got my intention. So apart from my two properties, um, I settled my dad's estate um, and I was a sole executor with my two sisters. So I was dealing with the um, the intricacies um, with, it was three other invested parties because my mum, even though she wasn't married to my dad at the time, had an in was invested in um, the estate for how it worked out for my sisters. Um, So it was a lopsided will. Um, Adam had come with me like every weekend pretty much to clear out that house and mow the lawn and, you know, do all this stuff for my sisters that, um, you know, weren't really interested in um, doing that stuff. So I settled an estate. (laughs) Right. Not something, not something I ever really want to do again. But I can tick off. Um, I got married. Um, you might notice that I have a I have a nice straight smile teeth. <laughs> I actually got my braces when I was twenty five. Wow! And um, now this all this stuff came came about. Because when we start in, like when we started as pre-mentees, um, the first thing we did was we sat down and we did goals. We did one-year goals. We did five-year goals. And I looked at those goals and very, like, and thought about them and went, yeah, wow, these are the things I want. And with the support of um, Adam, you know, he was like, well, why don't you just do it? Like, you know, what's stopping you from doing it? And that was like a really big thing. So mm-hmm. I got my braces and I got married and, um, you know, had the I guess it was letting go of your money. You wasn't holding on to your money. Is that what Adam was trying to encourage you to do? Yeah, he, he started the conversation about, um, the change in my mindset with the relationship with my money. Mm-hmm. Um, at, like he literally started it because I was hoarding it. And to do that course, it was at the time, it was $625. And he was like, why are you hoarding your money? Like money comes and goes. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, if you want more money, just do stuff that gets you more money. You know, like, yeah, it's pretty easy. And I was like, <laughs> really? And then, you know, like we were in the fortunate position that we got a boost up because we had the inheritance. Mm-hmm. So that was about 
130k. And at this and stage, you didn't have a home. Were you renting? We were renting. We were renting a two-bedroom unit, not too mm -hmm. far from where we live now, and we're actually still renting. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, part of part of um, my property investing journey that people find extremely unusual is that I still rent, and I tell them, "Well, I don't see the value in owning my house because." my rates and my water, you know, supply charges and my interest, interest. on my home loan aren't yeah. deductible on my on a house I live in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would I do that? It's not and for everyone, people... <laughs> but for you, rent vesting has definitely been the way, hasn't it? You can live where you <laughs> want to live a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yes, because... Because, you know, next for us, now that we've got three properties, is actually thinking about how we would get our own mortgage um, because we've done those. So we can say, all right, we're back to figures. So we can see, you know, how we can afford our forever house because where we live is like easy 1.2, 1.3 Yeah. <laughs> So that's what's next for you. That's your long-term, <laughs> medium to long-term goal. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And, you know, that's on top of, like, other goals about, you know, if I saw another deal and it didn't affect, you know, us getting our own home, I would probably just jump right in. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, like, you know, we've kind of said, yep, okay, it's time. It's yep. time to um, look at that for us, for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, then I think um, once, you know, little kids have settled down and they're a bit more grown up, um, that, you know, on Adam, that Adam's done his career journey and I might look at, you know, my career journey um, in terms of money instead of flexibility, <laughs> which is what I am utilising now. Yeah. yeah. Most, yeah, so most mums do focus on that in the, especially the preschool years for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm sure, um, I'm sure you've got lots of other options that you tend to make things open up for you is what's one thing I've really sort of um, noticed about the way that you live your life. I know, you know, you were just talking to me off camera about how the universe always seems to open up and offer opportunities when they're welcomed. So yeah, yes. just be open. And I, I just love that about you. I think you're a <laughs> shining example. <laughs> so well, when you um, started your journey, can you tell us a little bit about, I know you've got three investment properties now and, and mm -hmm. that's over the 12 years, the most recent being just late last year. Is that correct, Brunswick? October. October. Congratulations. Yeah. You've got October. your three properties. Yeah, in Brunswick. So three months ago. Yep. Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> so you are now officially in the 1% club. Congratulations. Yeah. Don't eat me. I'm not that rich. <laughs> Don't put it's that a out joke. <laughs> Not yet. Now, what did you say to me that you um, you only just started actually calling yourself? after Brunswick what is that term yeah 
property investor. I'm a property investor. Hi, I'm, 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 I'm a property investor. It took you three properties to feel like you were warranted to do that. Interesting. Why do you think and, that might be? Uh, I think there's like this big stigma around it, right? Like you hear about sometimes people that do it are jerks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, like... People focus on the bad, right? How many people, like honestly, I have no idea what the statistic is, own a property and look after their tenants and make sure that all the repairs are done and they're happy for them to have pets and, you know, they leave them alone and all that kind of stuff, right? I don't know. I don't hear about that. What mm -hmm. I do hear about is going on to um, subreddits where their anti-landlord sentiment is so high that people are like, this person just increased my rent by $200 a week. How can I afford to live, right? Mm -hmm. Because, yes, there are people that no matter what you do aren't very nice, but it's like the way people expect property investors to be is only caring about money, not necessarily about the people that live in their houses. So as I am a people pleaser, which I have discovered last year, yeah. I don't like to go around telling people that I fit into this category that I perceived as you know, full of not very nice people that didn't look after the people that lived in the homes that they owned, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, let's face it, I'm paying interest only on my loan. <laughs> so I don't think I really own it. It's probably more the banks. Um, but, you know, I had this really, like, big worry that people would go, oh, you're a property investor. Oh, so you're like one of these terrible people that puts up the rent and doesn't care about doing maintenance and right. won't let people have pets, you know, and like you're one of those. I I, I was afraid of the backlash. Wow. And um, so what changed last year in your mind? Because that's quite far into your journey and I was actually quite surprised when you told me that because... Um, realize the extent that you had not positioned yourself in your own mind as a property investor what changed yeah. to make you I guess feel proud now uh, to call yourself I up? got therapy got therapy what does that look like do you care to share or do you want to leave it there yeah no, no that's okay um I was going through some stuff um at home and I was looking for some um, you know, really uh, positive ways to deal with it. I didn't want to be trapped. I wanted to, um, you know, I can't think of the word for it, but I, I wanted to be empowered mm -hmm. and make sure that, like, the issues that I was having 
with something that was happening at home, I could deal with better. So I went to the doctor and said, all right, I think I'm ready for some, you know, to go see a therapist again. (laughs) And I'm like, but not this other person that I'd seen before, because I don't think they worked for me before. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. No worries. And I was on a long wait list because of all the stuff with COVID. Um, And I got into the therapy and she was an absolute gem and, you know, she started talking to me about, you know, what was my childhood like, what, you know, what I wanted to get out of the sessions and all this stuff that opened up for me was the same stuff, like, you know, was like all this stuff that occurred in the past that stopped me from you know I like I was trying to bury it (laughs) but I wasn't dealing with it Mm -hmm. and so when like it was presented to me by a person who obviously like was seeing past you know the story I had about it you know was presenting me with a different way of looking at the things that were occurring for me and then said you know and then I I remember the moment she told me that I was a people pleaser like that really stuck with me and I and you know and she said you know has it ever occurred to you that you're a people pleaser before and I was like no but that totally makes sense Mm -hmm. and um I was really open to it and then like I'm still getting a hang of um you know, how the people-pleasing has infiltrated every aspect of my life, okay? So, like, this one is, like, it stopped me sharing my success, right? Because mm-hmm. anyone can get inheritance, but I, I bought two properties, right? Mm-hmm. Any Like, anyone can... Um, you know, call themselves a property investor if they have one, right? That's all you need. Absolutely. You just need one. Yeah. Right. So what was stopping me? And like the truth is, is that I work I worked on myself so I could share my success outwardly um and openly um about it. But yeah, I mean like, you know, you um you just keep digging. <laughs> yeah, you, you certainly do. I, I've had a little bit of, of experience in that myself, but I've heard from other people that you do have to keep digging to really get to the crux of something that may be preventing you from moving forward. And if you had told yourself that you're not a property investor, you wasn't worthy of that, what are you telling the universe? You're telling your universe that you don't want any more. <laughs> so the funny should- thing was is that I did. Like I did, I would, I actually, you know, like this deal would have been done before. I just wouldn't have shared it. I wouldn't have shared it and owned it. And then like, you know, been thinking about, um, about doing that. I always would have been with pre because that's what I would have wanted, but I wouldn't have shared it, um, you know, and, 
you know, that would have sucked for some people because, you know, I met a lady at the park that I've shared this information with and she was, she gave me her phone number, you know, (laughs) like, you know, so we could do it. And, you know, but to do that, you have to get rid of like all these like stories that you can't share your phone number with like random people that you you just met lose the fear that's what that comes down to yeah absolutely yeah all right well let's talk a little bit about um your actual property journey so i'm fantastic (laughs) mindset stuff but i do want to just touch a little bit on the property side so perhaps i don't know a story about have you got over 12 years you must have accumulated funny story or a weird story that you could share I'm sure most people would have a story and to resonate um you know with something that's happened to you I think would be awesome to get an insight into what what the reality is of 12 years of investing is um the funniest thing that I've ever done was that I called you up and said hey Vicky I'm on Matley um I've got a bit of time let's look at getting back into property investing. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> yeah. you know, just while you're on maternity leave with like no income at that point. I, I um, think you were, if I might say, I think you were actually like, you know, doing the whole breastfeeding thing and having meetings. Yep. <laughs> and you guys were talking about me and like I, I uh, logged in, you know, when it was on Kajabi, um, you know, and you were like, oh, she she's not up to looking at this because she's gone to bed with the baby yeah that's right yeah I think you you were up for an award of some respect and um you wasn't there because you were sleep deprived and I think in bed at 7 p.m so I had to let all the people know that yeah that's why you wasn't there that was right very very early on in your uh, baby days that you were actively involved in property investing (laughs) but it's paid dividends Um, yes it did Thank you very much, um, Peter Gwynn's team. <laughs> and it didn't have an effect um, really on your servicing. I think some people assume that they can't do anything in maternity leave. So that was a really golden learning, I thought, that we yep. spoke to your broker, to Pete, and Pete said, mm-hmm. we can, was it provide a letter from memory? He said that. Uh, yes, it would have been something like that. Um, your employer. Yeah, and I think uh, due to some funny rules, even though I was on maternity leave, um, legally I could be paid one of the JobKeeper wages. Right. Um, So that worked in favour. Thank you, government. Um, Yeah, that worked in favour. But I think, you know, I was kind of sitting on the properties and then I thought, well, you don't just sit on properties when you're in like when you're building your wealth with property right you have to keep taking steps so it was about like you know I have to get back to it to see um what steps I can take with it and I think Vicky I probably had more me- more calls with you than I have had with any other coach <laughs> I'm because flattered. I'm getting, I, oh, I I like talking to you too. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, because, um, because it's really getting into the nitty gritty about like how much I can, 
how much I can be serviced for. And, mm-hmm. you know, like the first couple of, you know, because I had the cash were like, okay, they were a bit easy, um, you know, money wise. And then you just had to figure out everything else. Um, and I think, you know, the fact that I could come to you and again, you reminded me that I could come to you was like, um, was awesome. You know, it, it really, really helped um, me because of course, like sleep deprived mind forgot, you know, how easy it was um, to do all this stuff. Um, and as you reminded me, we're not, you guys aren't just there for settlements. So <laughs> I'll just buying. have to, you know, everything book my, um, <laughs> book my, my uh, coaching call for three months. <laughs> yeah. Check in. That's what it's about. Um, everything yeah. in between. Exactly. But oh, yeah, sorry. That was, that was, yeah, sorry. That was the funniest thing, but I wanted to share yep. a couple of oh, um, the challenges uh, that I faced over the um, 12 years. So um, I have one in a property in Western Sydney, and I also have um, a property uh, four kilometers from the CBD of Brisbane, but it's over the river. Yeah. And um the Sydney property, I had a terrible, terrible managing agent. And that managing agent was so terrible with uh, some tenants that it got to the point where I actually said to him, go and get the keys or book a locksmith to go and change the locks because they're not paying rent or I'll, I'll kick you to the curb. Wow. And I want, and I'd had a couple of instances, like actually a couple, like that was one. And there had actually been a second instance of a tenant not paying rent, but the property manager was a lot better then. And I just wanted to let people know that, um, you know, you don't have to just take what they say at face value and like let them do it on their timeline. Like I think, you know, once I'd gotten to that point, sorry about the camera moving, that's the cat. Um, you know, once I'd gotten to that point, I realised that I was losing money every week and that really drove me and pushed me to tell that managing agent, pull your finger out because I'm not someone to be taken advantage of. And um, I was, you know, when I was doing that, I was thinking back to a mentoring workshop that we'd had that was talking about, um, you know, having people having managing agents that were exclusively from a company of managing agents Mm -hmm. and you know how good it is to have just managing agents not sales just Mm -hmm. managing agents because and you know that 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 education was in my mind when I had um you know when I was going through you know these people work for me (laughs) absolutely yeah um 
you know, I'm the one that can tell them to get stuffed. Um, we also had in the Brisbane property some tenants that uh, were, you know, I think, you know, I really do hope that those guys have sorted themselves out in their lives because the behaviour that they were exhibiting was um, destructive and dangerous for the rest of the block. And, um, you know, being in contact with the managing agents about how we could get those tenants removed, um, you know, was really, really important, you know, and, you know, you might make mistakes with whoever your tenants are going to be, like, you know, for those two properties, you know, I've had you know, over 10, lots of tenants. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's really important, you know, when you get one that you're, you know, looking at and you like that, you know, you obviously want them to stay, but you, but in that you don't want to be complacent about, you know, the rent that mm -hmm. um, you could be charging because uh, we were having, you know, one of those coaching calls and you were like, oh, you're only charging this. And I was like, oh, geez, I've gotten a bit complacent in that, haven't I? <laughs> um, yep. And, you know, and like that was a real thing. So it was like, you know, this is a property that I have a bit, like I don't just have an interest in with the agents. I am also on the body corporate committee Mm -hmm. um, for this property and if you have the time and um, you know the willingness to be on a body corporate committee you know even as just you know someone who just gets to know what's going on I totally mm -hmm. recommend it oh absolutely um, couldn't agree more makes yeah. all the difference because you're across yes. at a first hand level you're across what's coming up any issues and challenges, um, if there's quotes to get, you can either be active in that space or make sure that the person who is doing that is getting a number mm. of quotes. All this stuff, which, yes, it could take a few hours a month out of your, your time, but mm. it can really benefit you, particularly if that development is having, you know, any sort of challenge. Um, mm. You know, maybe it's getting an insurance policy, someone, something yes. I've had in the past, getting flood cover, um, I've had to step up as part of the committee to be able to go and get some quotes to get flood insurance. Mm. You can't just sit on your backside, which I know that you absolutely do not do, um, to expect somebody else to go and get that for you. Sometimes it's up to us as owners. We're all owners yes. in the same building um, to step up and, and take an active sort of management role. It might not be constantly, but, you know, every now and then. So, yes, I think um, that's a really, really good point that you make. And some people that do buy into strata sometimes feel like it's not their job, but it's absolutely all of our job because if we all had that that mentality, there would be no management. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Like the one in Sydney, you know, they the body corporate managers send a letter saying you need a, a dedicated bin space so we're going to put in quotes to have a dedicated bin space i call them up where they put in the bins now 
Oh, they're putting them here. What's wrong with that? Is it obstructing anyone? Is it causing any issues? No. Well, that's the bin space. Paint it up. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Kat. You know, yeah. Really <laughs> stories that you've, you've shared today, and I think a lot of people and we'll get a lot of value from the different points that you've covered with me today. Thank you very, very much for sharing so much today. Um, awesome coaching you. Absolutely adore meeting with you. And um, I look forward to many more conversations where we have lots of conversations about property, but also a bit about life and all that sort of stuff. And that's what I wanted everybody else to be able to get a chance to, to listen to, to you. So thank you very much today. And um, happy investing. Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing, and bye for now.